we're in a series called Wise Moves in Life, and I want to ask you to do uh, two things. Well, th three. You want to get your message notes out of your bulletin, and then you want to get a Bible. And if you have a paper Bible, that's great. If you have an electronic Bible, that's great too. Then I want you to get a phone out, and um, just. And I always tell you, you like turn your phone off, right? I, but this week, I want I want you to actually hold your phone, and because um, I want to talk about wise moves in life as it relates to the digital age. Because what you hold in your hand is is wildly crazy as an invention. I mean, it it I think it may be greater than the invention of the automobile. Uh, it, it's up there with fire and the wheel. I mean, you, you know, it's the phone. Seriously. Um, and so, uh, last week, we, if you weren't here last week, you want to grab, get online, and listen to that message. But we talked about the use of your mouth from uh, Proverbs chapter 18, because our mouth can be a fountain of life, or it can be the, a death trap. So, uh, the wise use of your mouth is a great move in life. So. From Proverbs 18, the tongue is, has the power of life and death. Your, your tongue can just get you into all kinds of trouble, or it could be a fountain of just beautiful things. You have to decide because it comes out of your heart. I want to pick that up, but I, I want to pick it up from a technology side today because um, your words really matter, and your verbal words matter, but let me just tell you, today with the inventions that you hold in your hand and the computer or the, the laptop or the... Uh, the tablet that you have, um, it, it's, it's not that your words, your words could be forgotten or misconstrued, but when you um, let them untangle through your fingertips and put them on the cloud, they are there. They are there. And th that's where I want to address this whole issue of may the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Um, the prayer of, the, of David the psalmist, but then too, to, my words to be life, not death, Proverbs 18, because our words really do matter. So God in heaven, uh, please give us wisdom. Open our hearts now to hear your word, we pray in Christ's name. Uh, please help me to be a good delivery uh, system for you, and may the word be what soaks in, not my voice or, uh, or my perspective, but may your truth uh, penetrate our hearts. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. I'm in Proverbs chapter 4, but we're going to be around the Proverbs, but we're going to start in Proverbs 4. The, the phone that you have in your hand, and by the way, if you have a phone, hold it up. It's okay. Hold it up. Let your light shine. Take a selfie if you want. Prove you're in church today. And, and do it with your Bible. Make it look more spiritual. You know, do it that way. And I... Um, if you hold um, a smartphone in your hand, what you hold in your hand is more of a computer today than what the astronauts had when they landed a man on the moon, okay? And uh, the first computer, the, the big mainframe computer was five megabytes, five. And you, what you own is maybe a thousand times more than that. And what they had in five megabytes, it took like a, a pickup truck. To, to move, and you put it in your pocket today. I mean, it's just how revolutionary it is. And some of you have it as a thousand times more powerful. Some of you have it uh, two or three or four or five thousand times more powerful. And um, it, it's just hard for us to imagine 
how many advances there have been. That's why about a decade ago, when the first iPhone came out, which we now call the smartphone, um, about a decade ago, 2007, Time Magazine called it the invention of the year. And it's, it's more, it has done more to adjust and, and change, rev revolutionize society. And if you've traveled overseas, you'll find houses that are made of, um, of mud and stone and yet they have an antenna on top because they're, they're looking for a network. I mean, it's crazy how, at the corners of the world where a phone goes. And it, 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 this, this rivals the steam engine or the automobile for sure. Uh, nothing seems to be come close, even with behavior modification. And um, that's how much has really changed. Now, just to show you how much behavior modification is, um, this is what a group of people looks like today. They're relating to each other, like up and down the row. They don't talk anymore. They just, how many of you have called your kids to dinner with a text? You're in church, tell the truth. Yeah, I have. I'm not happy. I'm not, I'm not proud of it either. Okay, uh, this is, uh, these are students studying and eating together. It's family time. And this is my favorite family one. One more Dan, how, I, that's family time right there, right? And, and dad is, he's changing the channel and, and there's, there's, he's watching a different game now. He's actually taking the picture. Um, but um, there's a story too, that, just a side bit here. And I think it was in the Boston area, uh, people riding the train in like the Metro in and they were all on the phone. Just happened like last year. They were all on the phone. A guy gets on with a gun, he's gonna hold up the train. No one looks up. He finally puts the gun away because he can't hold anybody up. Why? They're, they're too busy. <laughs> Who would have ever thought that was a crime preventer, the phone? I know it's a chiropractic nightmare, although it is future business. Why? Because all of us, what, what's the matter, doctor? I, I can't get out of the pose. You, you know, we talk about your thumbs being busted. Your neck will be busted next, and then your back. Um, but... Uh, People will get into disasters. Have you seen this? Um, people uh, land in places they ought not to go because they're looking down, right? Another one? Do we have another one? Yeah. I, uh, I just drove by a wreck on 301 this week, but it was on a straight stretch of road, no turns, no off-ramps, no nothing. And I, I pulled off. They said there's only one explanation. It was a three-car pileup in the middle of the day, 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, the only explanation? They drove into each other. They were texting. It's the only explanation. Okay, pull those down. Thanks. But your cell phone can do lots of great things, can't it? Uh, my, my cell phone can check the weather. And you can email with it. You can FaceTime. Uh, you can call the kids. You can look at your, uh, the babies across the country. You know, you can, you can show people stuff. You can... Uh, but no, now when you answer the phone, you actually have to check your hair, you, you know. <laughs> I, my wife is not in this service. She'll come to 11, so I can tell you this illustration, but don't tell her I told you, okay? I was taking a shower. I got out of the shower. I'm drying off. One of, my, one of my kids called me. One of my adult kids called me. And the phone rings. It's in my pants laying on the sink counter. I'm, getting, I'm drying off. I answer it because it's FaceTime, because she's FaceTiming me. 
And I go, hey, guess where I am? And I tilted just a little bit. And she goes, stop, Dad, stop, stop. I know where you are. Yeah, yeah. I'm in a restroom, but I'm not at the Applebee's, you know. <laughs> Don't tell her I told you that, okay? Because she said, just let those calls go, David. I can't, because I'm addicted. We're going to talk about that in a bit. But there's a lot of good things with the phone. You can monitor your health. You can count your steps, which is a good thing. You can, you can catch news, music, uh, play games on it, take pictures, record notes. You can take notes with it. I've done that. Recorded something and taken notes at the same time. You can send yourself reminders. Keep a calendar. My phone, my phone I can even call with this. I think I've told you this before. My first smartphone, I could do like nine things before I figured out how to actually dial out, you know, because I'd, I'd done all these other things. Everybody briefed me on all that. I just didn't know how to use the phone side. Here's the problem is that, is that we refer to that phone 12, every 12 minutes, which means the average American is referring to their phone about 80 times a day. That, that's a problem. Um, uh, I, I love the quote. Uh, my, my kids asked me, what was it like growing up in the 80s? And that parent said, so I took away their phones and turned off the internet. That would be the 80s, wouldn't it? Yeah, where you are is where you are. Yet a phone is an is a instrument for good if you choose it to use it as an instrument of good, but it can be a slave maker, and, and it can own you, it can own your affection, it can become an addiction. And that's why the wise move in life, that's why I wanted to take just a week and talk about how you make wise moves in life, particularly with your technology, because it, it, this will pertain to not just the phone, this is the one you could carry in, but you might have a laptop or you might have a tablet or some other instrument, and, and how connected you could be, but how disconnected you could be from real life if you're, if you're not careful. In fact, there, I didn't get the picture of it, but there are times when people, are, they're like running a marathon and they're taking, people are at the finish line and they're taking pictures, and then you, you ask, who actually saw it? No one actually saw it because they were all on their phone. And I, I find that to be a, a new phenomenon. So having said all that, Proverbs chapter 4. I want to read for you a passage, then we're going to break it down. Proverbs 4, let's pick up at verse 20. He says, my son or my daughter, my, the, the one in my charge, he says, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. He's talking about wisdom here. Verse 21, do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Verse 23 is probably one we ought to memorize there. 24 now. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead of you. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways do not turn to the right or to the left keep your foot from evil the Proverbs says now we're still at the front end of the Proverbs where he's all the verses kind of connect together later after chapter 9 um, now they become standalone one versers but this one it, this really breaks down for us uh, particularly when you look at the technology we have today and it's a wonderful invention but uh, how toxic it could be if we're not careful. And this is what I love about the Word of God. Even in its ancient form, 
it still gives us words of wisdom. Isn't it? That's just proof that the Bible is living and powerful. Now, I want to read that proverb again, but I want to read it from 21st century perspective, and particularly in light of the technology that we have in our homes. By the way, how many of you, how many of you have um, like an electric garage door opener? How many of you have a scene eye doorbell? How many of you have Alexa? You're, you're, they're not in the room. She's gone. So you can raise your hand. She won't know. Uh, Siri. Any has Siri? Any, any of you sent a message and and then gone? Oh my goodness! It it talked. It actually your phone talked back to you. What can I do for you? You had that? Yeah. Yeah. My favorite is. Um, in 500 take, feet, take the ramp to the right. Have you heard this? It's a lady. She's really calm. Take the ramp to the right. Take the ramp to the... Go to the next ramp. Oh, I can hear her eyes rolling. Yes. They just talk to you, don't they? Yeah. A lot of technology. Let's find some words of wisdom. Go back now, verse 20. My son, pay attention to what I say Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those. You get that? You get wisdom, you get life. If you find them, and health, it's just wholesome to your body. It'll lower your stress level, you'll live longer, but you'll live better. Here he's talking about not just words of wisdom, but the broader point. Your words really do matter. So follow the words of wisdom because it, it's, it's just more wholesome. I, I hope we get the impact because your foolish words can be disastrous. They can be disastrous. Above all else, guard your heart, verse 23. Don't give access of your heart to just anybody. Don't just open up the door of your heart to anybody. One of the greatest dangers in social media today is that we can, we can be close friends with someone you don't even know. You don't even know. You can be wounded by them, hurt by them. They can have ill intentions. They can empty your bank account worse than that. They could steal your heart. Steal your heart. Perhaps you've heard of someone who said, I'm taking a break from social media right now because it's not good for my heart. Have you heard that? I have. I hear it, not all the time, but I, I hear it probably once or twice a month where people will say, don't, don't do that right now. Just call me if you need me because I'm taking a break from that because it's not good. It's, it's become toxic. In other words, they, they're realizing either it's hurtful or I'm addicted to it. I need to detox from it. And every so often, you just need to come off of stuff to prove that you're not addicted to it. It's okay to do that. And... That's a, not just a wise move for them, but it's a wise message to us that maybe we're checking it too much. Twelve, every 12 minutes, that's too much. You don't need that kind of connection, especially with people you really don't know. And if you use your words to wound people, then you need to go back and reread those messages and figure out what's going on inside my heart that makes me so caustic. What makes me nick back or somehow have to always tilt back to go back at people what makes me argumentative or what makes you try to prove the point is it pride is it uh, is it that i think i know better or are all my friends just that stupid well maybe it is that then you need better friends but you you, you also need to measure your words because if your words are hurtful they're hurtful now um, you may need to put yourself on a timeout and just say i need to figure that out. I once heard of a comedian who was doing a live act and a guy was talking in the audience while he's doing the live act and he berated the guy and and he walked off stage and um, later on a late show they brought him back and they said would you 
tell us what's going on? He goes, yeah, I pulled myself off the road. And he, so he canceled all of his engagements. And they said, why'd you do that? You just blew one line. He goes, I have to figure out what's going on inside my head, inside my heart. Uh, my regard for him just jumped because he pulled himself off and said, I've got to figure this out. Pull out of the traffic, pull over, figure out where you are. It's okay to do that. Guard your heart. Here's what's going to happen, and this is, this is really important if you don't get anything else. When you say things and when you do things, um, they are keepers. I was just in my office earlier this morning, and I picked up my grandfather's Bible. My grandfather taught Sunday school to a men's class in the basement in the boiler room in Gary, Indiana. That's that Bible. It's a Schofield reference Bible. He has little notes he's written of who preached what and when. All that. My grandfather's been dead for 40 years. He's been in heaven, not dead, but he's been alive in heaven for 40 years. I, I hold that's a treasure for me. It's a treasure for me to just to hold that Bible. Because it's his, it's his words. And you know what? Those words are going to decay. And I don't know if that, those words are going to make it to my children or grandchildren because that Bible is going to begin to fall apart. The binding's already out. I mean, I have to hold it together. It doesn't hold together. But my point being is, is that's what I have of my grandfather. Understand this. When you put it out online, it's there for your, not only your children, but your grandchildren. And one day, a hundred years from now, your children will get online and you'll be long to glory. And they'll say, I wonder what grandpa was like. Oh, he hated traffic. He couldn't believe how stupid people were because that's what they're reading in your post. And if that's what you want to be known for, then okay, you're doing a good job. But if you want to be known for something else, guard your heart. Guard your heart. Because out of it are all the issues of life. I know you're frustrated and you want to change this or you want to change that. Understand, when you put it out online, it is out there. Even if you pull it off, it is still out there. Verse 24, keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. This needs to be printed on every t-shirt of every parent on the sideline of a soccer field. Keep your mouth, forget that, go to the Capitol. Go to the White House. Go to our house. Okay? Don't allow perversity. Just it's, you're, you're, you're above that. You're better than that. You're a child of the king. You don't have to talk that way. And, you know, um, you, don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to use bad language. You're smarter than that. You can be more creative than that. All right, keep moving. Verse 25, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet. Be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. What's the modern day interpretation of 25, 26, 27? He's saying temptation is everywhere. Look straight ahead. Get this. Temptation, hold this up now. Temptation is everywhere. Everywhere. This is why you just need, you, you, it's okay to, to say I, I need someone to, I need eyes on this. Another set of eyes on it. It's okay for other people to have your code. Why? Because it keeps you from going where you shouldn't go. All right? It's, it's all right to do that. And I know someone in the audience right now is getting ready to call Dave, but I turned it off. Okay. <laughs> I know the sinners you are. Because I are one too. 
So don't be ensnared by the foolishness that's out there. Don't get, make sure you, you look straight ahead, verse 25, and gaze, get, fix your gaze. Don't allow the distractions. You understand the reason I drove by a wreck this last week? They were distracted. You understand this. Distracted driving is, is almost outrunning uh, driving drunk. Driving drunk. Give careful thought to the past your feet. So figure out what your actions are. Get that? And in all of your ways, don't turn to the left or to the right. So look at your actions, look at your eyes, and then look at your habits. Look at your habits. Uh, if you, how many of you have a tablet at home and you've shopped on a tablet or a computer at home? You've done that before. It's okay. It's not a sin. It's all right to do that. You're not being disloyal to local vendors or anything else. And then you go back to your computer the next day, and guess what show up in the ads? Have you noticed this? It's like they're reading my mind. I can't believe it. You know why? They know your habits. They know your habits. A shock for me, if you don't know much about our family, we, Juan and I have been married um, a little over 40 years, and we have five great kids, five total, and all five are great. So I know you're wondering, five great kids? Yeah, I got seven, but five of them are good. No, no. we only have five. All five are great. <clears throat> Uh, four of them we have through adoption but just long before online services and we didn't know this was happening during the adoption process um, they'll do uh, social studies on you they'll talk to neighbors the FBI, FBI will catch a bit they'll, they'll run every ticket you've ever had every payment you've ever had every credit card you've ever had what are they looking for? they're looking at your habits we sit down with a social worker and they tell us the story of our lives. I'm blanching out like, oh my gosh, they know I got a D in the eighth grade. You know, I, they just know. And they, because they know everything about you. And you know what they're looking for? They're looking for the habits. They, don't, they didn't want to place a baby in a home where people had erratic habits or, or you know, changed addresses a lot, changed jobs a lot, did lots of, you know, they, they need a steady place. Understand this. That now has been replaced by a computer with a thing called cookies, right? You know what those are? If you don't, ask your children. And, and, and what it will do, it will, it will tell you all about your life. And the problem with that is it tells the truth. So because of that, let your eyes look straight ahead. Don't let your gaze wander. Don't even give temptation a thought. It's not worth it. Uh, don't be a fool about this. I can't, I can't play with fire and not get burned. Can't, can't be done. Give careful thought to your habits, to your actions, your path. Verse 26, be steadfast in your ways. That's your habits. Why? Because you don't want to turn to the left or to the right. Why? Because you want to keep your foot from evil. All right, so uh, having said all that now, we've been through Proverbs 4. What are the downsides? We look at our, our life statement about we want to be people who love God and love people and who grow and who serve and who share the great faith, okay? Those five things. Uh, what are the downsides when it comes to technology? Here, the, here we go. Take some quick notes. It gets in the way of my devotion. It steals my heart. It can, can control me. If I'm constantly checking it, it owns me, okay? But secondly, it keeps you from connecting with people. It connects me with the wrong people, people I don't know, and it disconnects me from the people I could trust, people who do know me. This is for frontier out there. If, people, if, if someone came to your house, would you immediately just let them in? And if they were, if they were suspect of something, if you just said, I don't think I trust this, but if they just give you words, 
on a screen, you've let them in. And so here's the deal. There's people you would never let in your house, and yet they're, by way of electronic uh, uh, transfer, they're already in the upstairs bedroom. You've already given them access. Already given them access. So parents, I say to this to you, be the parent. Be accused of being controlling. It's okay. Be the parent. Go ahead. Be the mom. Be the dad. Make it clear that you love your children and that you will keep them on the straight path, verse 25. You will be careful what they do, and you will monitor it. Why? Because they are not mature enough to monitor themselves. And, and conversely, the cloud can entertain us and keep us from the people who are actually in the room. So you could be at the table but not really be there because you're with the friend who, on the phone. Be with the people in, you're in the room with. And, and then truly connect in a human kind of a way. So worship, connect, grow. The problem with this is that it can be a, a huge time waster. Have you ever found that? I should be in bed, but I'm too busy playing a game or doing whatever, checking scores, whatever it would be. And then it instills the wrong values. And the, the reality is you have 26, 27, 28, maybe 30,000 days to your life. And you're spending days of that on the phone. And time goes away, you can never get that back. And if you are checking your phone, like most, eight, eight, every 12 minutes, 80 times a day, that means a couple, two, three, four hours a day are shot. And you cannot get those back. And we give the cloud operators access to our hearts and our time and then our energy and then our emotional attention and these people will set an agenda for us and they will give us a slant of news and what's of value and what's of importance and they'll give that to us at a slant that's to their liking and you don't know you're being played let me give you a quick example um, the Bible teaches clearly in other places to love people, right? I mean, that's pretty clear. Love people is taught repeatedly. Old Testament and New. I mean, disciples, Jesus talked about it. The disciples talked about it. But I, it's just a common thing. And don't love the world or the world system, 1 John 2. And Jesus said that in the world you'll have trouble. So don't put your faith, your hope, your trust in the world system. But love the people of the world. Okay? That's pretty pretty standard theology well uh, this last week there was a TV star uh, who went to a ball game and uh, she gets in a box seat and she's sitting next to a former president of the United States and people absolutely went crazy because they're they aren't anywhere close to each other in the political realm and lots of things but they enjoyed the game together and then she got hate mail for it because she enjoyed the company of a former president. And she said, when she got back on TV, I, do you not hear me? I, I've been telling you, be kind to people. Just be kind to people. You don't have to agree with them, just be kind to them. Now, for the record, she was kind to him. He was kind to her. Cer certainly appeared that way. They seemed to enjoy the game together. But you know what? The media lost their minds. They could not stand that they could get along. I, um, I watched another interview of a lady who is a d daytime talk show host with a bunch of other people. She's a believer in Jesus Christ, 
very strong evangelical, just really solid person, married, got kids, working through the struggle of all that, but strong in the faith. And yet people across the table from her are just way different. And in the interview, they, the interviewer said, you know so-and-so, yeah. And she says, you know, we don't agree on anything, but I just love her. She's a great person. Again, the media doesn't know what to do with that. Because if you disagree, I have to hate you. You know, and what were we taught by Jesus? To love everybody. I don't care who you are, where you're from, what, what your life story is. Love them. And don't love the world. And what is, what, is, what is the technology teaching us? Love the world, love what society's doing, whatever the agenda is, and hate the people that don't agree with you. Okay? There's a good illustration of that. So, worship, connect, grow, serve. If, if you're not careful, the technology can make you self-serving and pride-driven. It can also just produce unproductive arguments. And when was the last time you were ever convinced to change your mind over a one-line jab online? It just doesn't happen. It doesn't change people's minds. So since it doesn't change your mind, don't you try it either. All it does is strike a fire. Proverbs 26, uh, charcoal to embers and wood is to fire, so is a quarrelsome person for kindling strife. Some people just love to fight. They just love a good battle. They just, they just, they, you know, they clap their hands and rub them together. They're just so excited that we've got an argument going. No, because that's just foolish controversies and their arguments and they produce no good end they are unprofitable, Paul writes to Titus. They are useless. They are useless. So give up thinking that, that somehow this could be somehow self-serving or you could win some arguments. It's probably not going to happen because you're going to do that in your relationships. Finally, um, the sharing. So how can, you be, um, how can you be taken advantage of? And the downside of it is this. It can be an emotive downer and and the reality is it's just not that real. Just not. Because people post their pictures at their top of the game moment. Have you ever gotten online, you're doing fine, and then you saw how everybody else was, how their weekend was, it was so much better than yours, then you felt bad? Yeah. And the reason is because I don't take pictures of myself taking out trash. Hey, today we're cleaning gutters. Hey, wish you were here. Yeah. I don't do that. Right? We don't do that. We take pictures of ourselves at the top of the moment, right? So just expect that that's going to happen. So it can be a downer. So if you're already down, don't get online. Save yourself the depression. Just stay away from it because it's, it's a bit toxic to you. So, and, and when I, ha I have to say this too, uh, Jesus put it this way. It's every careless word, every idle word, Jesus said, you will give an account uh, Matthew chapter 12 verse 36 you'll give an account for every careless every mindless word uh, every empty word um, but you're, you're saying to yourself right now but I get a good feeling when I tell people what I'm doing and then the likes click on what I'm doing and you know what that is that's dopamine talking to you I don't know if you knew this or not but that's what's really going on and you get a, a, a cling, cling, cling. Oh, 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 people like it, people like it. Hey, great. But you're becoming 
a little Pavlovian that here with this is, becomes the addiction now. And you don't rise and fall based upon people's likes. A hundred likes, you're over the moon. It just builds an addiction, quite frankly. Um, so, by the way, Jesus never liked that putting on the show business. He says, that's what we call a Pharisee. And you don't want to be known for that. Um, they, he would say, Matthew 23, uh, they, everything they do is for show. Okay? Uh, and I've seen it online. And no, not anybody here, but distant friends. They'll take a picture of themselves having their quiet time with a latte, a Bible, three versions, a commentary, and their own personal notes. Okay, you can't have a moment with God and try to make the moment. They don't go together. Okay? Um, you, you need to have the moment with God, and it's just between you and God. You aren't doing it for production purposes. Because if you're doing it for production purposes, that's the Pharisee. You don't want to be part of that. All right, keeping on moving here. So uh, what are some good uses of the phone? Is there any, or is this so evil we should bring them to the front and smash them with our hammers? Probably not. Um, there can be some really good uses of the phone. Really good uses of technology. Here we go. Number one, use it for your worship. Uh, declare the goodness and greatness of God. Have great God-honoring conversations. Feed yourself the right messages. You can pick up stuff. You can pick up uh, downloads and podcasts. Get the truth repeatedly into your heart. Review it. Because our, our tank normally naturally dries up. It, it, it empties. Um, this last week, I... I uh, listen live to uh, retired uh, uh, General Dees from the U.S. Army and believer in Jesus Christ. He just talked about persevering and fighting through, finishing the course well. Great believer in Jesus. I listened to Tony Evans. I listened to uh, John Jenkins, uh, First Baptist in uh, Landover. And you're, uh, I, you've, those are all accessible to you, uh, just like they are to me. Uh, I have another four or five that, that I, would, I would give to you. You wouldn't even necessarily know them. And it doesn't matter that you know them or don't. Then go for the music. I, I would look for music that's going to encourage your heart. And you're saying, well, I don't have the style that we use here. Then find the style that you do like. And then go find that style and find it on Pandora and just start downloading that because that would be profitable to you in your own personal worship. And, and by the way, and... I love the worship music we do here, but sometimes I want something different, and that's okay too, and I'll pull up some old music of mine and play it. It ministers to my soul, and that's all right to do that. All right, well, confession moment. You ready? I played Jim Brickman Christmas music this week. Is that embarrassing to admit? You don't even know who Jim Brickman is. That's okay. Yeah. It's kind of a new agey, but he just played, you know, Silent Night and Away in a Manger. I made some cocoa. Had a good day, you know. So, just do, do what you need done, and you can get an app for that. Um, just find yourself um, getting to the source. Get the the kind of music. Because um, if you go to the West Coast, for instance, you can you can find um, smooth jazz Christian music, uh, reggae. Uh, uh, or hip-hop or uh, heavy metal I mean it's just all kinds of styles 
So find a style you like, but just get great words that encourage you in, in the fight to win the war spiritually. You can also worship the Lord through your giving. You can use it, uh, you can get online here at SBC and you can use it not only for the Bible app, but then use it for your giving. And it keeps you faithful to the Lord even if you miss a weekend. Secondly, there's this idea of connecting. Uh, you can honor somebody and just, you can help bring people together. Don't honor yourself, honor someone else. Reach out to someone else and honor them online. Um, you have people who've invested in your life and because of the World Wide Web, you can go find them. You can go find them and honor them, thank them. Uh, and because we're so accessible today, it can be done easily. Uh, thirdly, you can grow in your faith, not only through spiritual apps, I talked about this before, but then uh, it, you can even develop your own group. I, I just met a pastor this week um, from Northern California, and, and I, I, we were talking about his church. His church is totally online. He has no assembly point. Is that California or what? You know, I said, so we're talking, and he goes, I, I got a congregation that's never met each other, but he just ministers uh, uh, over the web, and it's really pretty cool it's not perfect but he's working on it it may be something great for the future i don't know but um find a way to connect find a way to grow through your uh getting in a group and you can find a way to to get in a group and you can get online and then and then connect with guys or ladies during the week even through sbc it could be done and then when you serve the lord together do that by sharing prayer requests and then actually praying for each other share an article or something that was really helpful to you um, and you don't have to be the one who wrote it. You can just find it and then share it. Sometimes what you share is way better than what you might write. It might be, uh, they're a better wordsmith, so just take it and say, I found this, this is really good. Uh, and sometimes leaders can get the big idea to something, but they don't know how to uh, handle the logistics to it. You may be a servant, and so you come alongside them and use electronics for serving the body of Christ as well. And then, of course, there's this whole idea of sharing. Find yourself being an upper, not a downer with people. Tell your faith story and tell people uh, about what Christ has done for you. Make sure that you do that. Why? Because you want to finish well. And what, what we're facing today is what you would have written, um, your ancestors would have written 100 years ago. That paper will fade. But what you write in the cloud is, has a way bigger shelf life to it. And, and here's the deal. You think about it. Never before in human history could your story go around the world, and yet it can today. So make sure you tell your story about what Christ has done for you. And um, you may be 35 years of age, you're just barely hanging on to your family and your kids, and, and, but what you have to do is project yourself out 100 years from now and know that your story will live on through electronic digital age. So what do you want to do? Well, I know what I want to do. I want to keep my mouth from perversity, verse 24. I want to keep corrupt talk far from my lips. I want, my, I want to finish the race, and I want to run well, keep my eyes straight, look straight ahead, verse 25, and keep my, my gaze before the Lord, just directly on him. I want to give careful thought to my actions and to my ways, to my habits. Why? Because I want to turn left or right. Why? Because... I don't want to fall into evil because I know this. If I do that on this, it, it, will, it will go down in history with my children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and so it is with you. So 
what you want to do is ask the Lord, Lord, help me to run the race well and be a great witness with the tools that you give to us. And if you'll do that, you'll go to heaven with a smile. Let's bow together for prayer. As I go to pray, I, I just um, I'm going to tell you that today is uh, almost uh, more of a seminar than a sermon, and it's just a how-to. And um, so you're gonna you're gonna take this with you, and you're gonna write some of your own personal notes to the side about what you're gonna do. And some of us in the room right now are gonna ask God, God. Guard my heart. There's my verse. Others, it's keep my mouth from perversity. Others of us, the prayer is going to be, and the action plan is, I'm not going to argue anymore. And for all of us, Lord, we want to run through the tape and finish strong and finish well. And so keep us from the ditches, but help us to use the technology that you give to us for your glory, for your honor. Everything that you give to us, may we use it well to please you. I pray for these dear people that we would be great witnesses with the tools that we have. Use them well. And a and hundred years from now, when our kids' kids look us up on whatever the internet is, They'll find us as people of great faith, of overwhelming love, who believed in a great God who made a way. And we will thank you for what you do in our lives in Christ's name.